0: Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Anna. And I'm Josephine. We'd like to welcome you to
1: a very special episode of
0: The The Bell. Bell. We have a super interesting interview lined up with our local hero, Wombat John. I hope you enjoy this special segment with Wombat John. Everyone, guess what, today we have a special guest with us. But before we get into it, let me introduce myself. I'm Josephine, and here with me today I have Avalyn. Hi. Ava. Hello. And Anna. Hi.
1: We have an amazing interview lined up for us today with Wombat John. And no, he's not a wombat. (laughs) I figured that out yesterday. Ava, do you actually know who Wombat John is? Nope. But anyone with a name like Wombat John has to be pretty awesome. (laughs) On Ava, he is pretty amazing,
0: and and he's won pretty a lot of major major awards. That's right, Evelyn. In two thousand and nineteen, just four years after establishing Wombat Care Bundernoo, John received the Australian Wildlife Society's prestigious,
1: prestigious Wildlife Rehabilitation Award for his work. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. I love wombats. Wombats, they're just
0: adorable. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's meet the infamous Wombat John.
2: Good Hi, Hi Wombat oh, John. This is a pleasure to be here with you all this morning. What a real treat yes. to see this and hear this and talk about wombats.
1: Yes. 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 So excited.
2: You know they're all around us here, so I've been waiting for a long time to come to Exeter Public School <laughs> yeah. because you guys know wombats pretty well as well. Yes. yes. Right? yes. So, big one tonight. And wombat care Bundanoon can be wombat care Exeter and Penrose yeah. and Wingelo and yeah, all of yeah. this because the wombats are all here and we follow the wombats. Mm. We wombat started care small, Australia. That's right. We care started small and we've grown and grown. And look, there's people all around interested in caring about our wombats. And I think
1: it's an international thing. They're just so like cute. They just have like that effect. Over it is. The world. It
2: is. More and more people are connecting with the wombats, and you know the internet has a lot to do with that. And the wombats themselves, I think, have the most to do with that. Mm. People are starting to see how beautiful they are, how intelligent they are, how um, connected they are to other people. And, you know, honestly, how caring and funny they can be as well when we're raising them. They're a real treat. And that's not what a lot of people see Mm. on the roads. And look, I was the same some years ago. All I saw was wombats walking on the side of the road. And when the car passed by, the wombat would run away or saw a dead wombat on the side of the road. And that was pretty much it until I started learning more and more and more. And then that began my wombat journey. (laughs) And what I'd like to do is share with you guys, you know, what I know and what I've seen and, you know, show you videos that you would not see of Mm. wombats being happy and jumping around and running through the yards when they're little. They're very, very much like that.
1: Yeah, hopefully with this interview we can
0: try.
2: I think so. Yeah,
0: I saw some of your wombats. Before.
2: You have, yeah, yes. the little ones. You saw Maisie and Lola when they were babies. That's right. Mm-hmm. And now they're running free and they're wild. And I know where they live. And oh, um, cool. and look, they've been really, really good. So,
0: do they come back? Like, do they know you?
2: They do, but I've not been back there. I put cameras there to just check on them, and I see them coming and going. So I kind of know their burrows. And it's a, it's a funny thing now that they're wild and they don't need me.
0: They're out do there it. doing their own thing, yeah.
2: you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Wombat John, we have some questions for you if you're ready.
2: been Shoot.
0: All right. First of all, John, can you please tell us, our listeners, how you came to be known as Wombat John? Cool <laughs> name, by the way.
2: <laughs> I didn't choose that. Um, it kind of happened to me. Um, different people wound up calling me Wombat John, which I quite like. Is um. As a little boy in Bundaberg, and he calls me Johnny Wombat, and which <laughs> I think is very funny. It's very cute, <laughs> and it's gorgeous. And uh, I haven't been called that before, but I like I like when he does that. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know it's it sums it all up. It and just happened. Yeah. and the wombats have become a big big part of my life. You know, it started as a little something I've done, and then it grew into something bigger and bigger and bigger. And then connecting with our community all through the Southern Highlands and the people. Uh, ...has led to that. So a lot of times I'll pick yeah. up the phone and I'll just say, yeah, Wombat John. If I order something from the takeaway, I'll yeah, say it's, it's, wombat same, it's Wombat
1: John. It seems very um, time-consuming. <laughs> it is. That's so they know. you got to be committed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Good question.
1: We mentioned um, that Wombat Care
0: in Bandanoon, what exactly is that?
2: That's, again, a great question. Look, it started off where I was just checking pouches on the roadsides. And as you guys know... A lot of times our dead wombats can be male, well, they're going to be male or female and sometimes often enough they're female and sometimes they'll have a little joey in the pouch yeah, which is a little yeah. pink wombat, sometimes as big as your fist or a bit bigger. Oh, they're
1: yes. actually called joeys. Yep, we call them joeys, that's oh.
2: right, yeah. Um, like, and so I used to check the pouches and, and take the dead ones and move them off the roads and actually yeah. bury them and then it led to getting more and more involved and then I yeah. joined a wildlife group. And, and if
0: we see a wombat like that hasn't been marked, a female one, can we check it ourselves?
2: Absolutely. And that's a great thing that I think this community in the Southern Highlands should really learn. See these bags here? <laughs> yeah. I want to give these away to like everybody who's interested. And you see in here gloves and some scissors and a little heat pack. ...and a pouch and then some instructions. So could you
1: actually explain what those bags are? I will.
2: I will. But getting back to that first part of the question was... ...it started with learning about the joeys and the pouches. And when I found out that that joey um, could still be waiting to be rescued... ...for up to five days.
0: Five days?
2: Yeah. You know, so mom's dead, right? Which is horrible and sad. But that joey is still alive and drinking milk and just waiting to be rescued. And it broke my heart to know terrible. that. Uh, we used to drive past them and thinking, oh, poor wombat. But I n- never knew that They're there was exactly something like, we yeah. could do about it. And when I learned that, that's when I took that first yeah. step. And
1: we don't really want, like, I know we're losing a lot of koalas, and lots of native, an- native animals due to, like, fires and cars. We don't really want to do that. So I think if everyone, like, sort of did that, they Exactly.
2: Yeah. And look, I had a call yesterday out on um, near the McDonald's. Another wombat was hit oh, and a lady yeah. didn't have the chance to stop. And I was busy, so I called someone else who knows how to check pouches, okay? So that network of care really, Mm -hmm. really helps us. And you guys can do that. You're the great spotters because in the morning you're coming from all these different roads in this area and you may see if a wombat's been hit. Mm. And then you can go to your office and say, there's a wombat hit on blah, blah, blah road. Can you call wombat John?" And I will go out there and check it or make Mm. sure someone gets out there to check it. So that is a huge help in itself and can save a little joey. So it's as simple Mm. as that. And what it involves is, you know, pulling over safely, making sure you're safe. And this is what the wildlife groups would say. First, your safety. Secondly, just make sure everything's okay around. And then you'll see the poor dead mama. And if and she's on the road, check. you can pull her to a safe place, okay? Yeah. And if she's on the roadside still, you can kind of with your foot roll her over and you'll see if there's a pouch. And it's quite obvious if there's a little pouch on this belly. Now, wombats have backwards-facing pouches. You know that, right? Yeah. They're so really the kangaroos sure. are up here. The wombats once face that way because they dig. And when they dig, they're throwing soil. And if the baby was here, oh, it would be getting yeah, yes. face. Pouch full of mud, right? Yeah. So it's backwards and the little baby's head sticks out the back. It's very funny when they walk <laughs> around like that. Um, but yeah, when poor mom is here, the Joey hides in the pouch and just waits because it's scared and it yeah. doesn't know what's coming.
1: And because I got the cars.
2: Cars and all making the noises. Yes. And the w- Somehow the worst thing can be foxes too. Yes. a lot of foxes around if they here. see a
0: dead yeah, one, they'll foxes. come and try and eat it. But they, and if they see a live one inside, they'll be like, oh, even... Josephine, you're
2: absolutely right. That's one of the sad things I have to see is sometimes we get there and the fox has already beaten us to it. Okay, yeah. And we know there was a joey there, but the fox has come, nudged it and taken it away and, yeah. and did is, what it does.
1: Is there any way of like knowing if there's a joey?
2: Yes. Yep. That's a very good like question.
1: Even if the joey's like...
2: Gone. There? Yep. The mom has a teat. Inside of her pouch, she has yeah. two little teats. And when they when she doesn't have a joey, they're like two little pimples. Okay, uh-huh. So they're little little lumps in her pouch. When she has a joey, they're stretched like a noodle. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. a- And it can be as long as your finger. Right? Really? Yeah, the bigger um, the wombat, the bigger the noodle of the yeah. teat will be. And we see that and we'll go, aha, there is a joey around here. If the fox hasn't gotten it, we're going to look. So sometimes I look around for a long, long time. Uh, to find that joey and a lot of times it's just hiding right nearby mom and hiding in a little clump where we can't oh. see it because normally it's at night but now we have a thermal camera which means this something this size hiding under a stump I can find it because of the heat in its oh, body yeah. so the heat in its body lights it up which is fantastic but oh. just to finish that first question on checking pouches you don't always need all of this you just need to stop and check And see if there's a joey in the pouch, then you can decide, aha, there's a joey. I'm going to call a wildlife group. Oh, if you have a blanket or
0: pillowcase. Or
2: towel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So even better is, yeah, you can take that little joey very gently out of mama's pouch. Remember, she's dead now. And you pull it out the pouch. Sometimes mama's pouch needs a cut. And I know that sounds a bit scary and creepy, but but it's really not, Okay. Because it's like a hoodie, the rope around the hoodie. You just got to cut that. Oh yeah. And then you can remove the joey without hurting the joey. And once you got that little joey, he's going to, you know, sort of hiss and be a little bit scared. But he's not going to bite. He's not going to scratch. He's more scared of you and doesn't know what you're going to do. What you do is you put it in a towel or uh, uh, anything, really, a little blanket, a tea towel, a pouch, and then keep it warm. That's the most important thing. So you hold it next to your body. If you got a heat pad and it's really cold, you can do that. Um, and then we then we take that to the vet or we take that to a wildlife carer straight away.
0: Yeah. Okay? How often does the joey die when the mother gets hit? Like as well? S-
2: sometimes the car hits the mum in a way that it kills the joey yeah. too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes like sometimes it hits mum Mainly in the head, to be honest. I mean, this is sad, but it hits her in the head, and the Joey's quite okay. Yeah. Sometimes it hits it in a way that the Joey gets yeah, flung out the road, of maybe. the body. And if it's a big Joey and poor mom didn't have a chance to grab that Joey, the Joey goes flying a couple meters away and could be broken um, and, and in pretty bad shape, too. Okay. Yeah. So every, every, every situation is different, but the smaller they are, the more likely they're going to still be in that pouch. Oh, okay. it's, the big yeah. ones. it's the bigger ones that get thrown out the pouch. Okay, so so it's always are. worth checking, yeah. And at that point, if it's a male or it's not a joey, you know, you can mark it. And some people carry the spray paint. And you see how oh, i got this, this construction ribbon. I yeah. put that in the bag. You tie that on its foot and everybody will know, just like the spray paint, the X or marking, it's saying this one, but it's been checked, so there's no need to pull over. Yeah, and then hopefully the council will come and take that body away.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: multiple times um, we've crossed, and there's a wombat on the road, but it hasn't been checked. So yes. my dad's had to come out with a plastic bag and kind of put it on the side of the road and check it.
2: That's a great uh, example too. You don't always need all the perfect equipment. You don't. You don't need a pair of gloves all the time. A plastic, old plastic bag. You put your hand in that, and you can grab that mm. wombat. And pull it off the road, and then put it in a place where people can see. Or if you've checked it, you can hide it away in some ways too. You know, take it further into the bush. I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's a funny thing with the dead wombats, and I'd, when we have a when we have a formation, I'll talk to you guys about that because leaving them on the road is disrespectful. Yeah. But it tells people to slow down and watch out. Mm. So it does the not so good thing, and then yeah. it does a good thing. It's saying, yeah. be careful. On Ringwood Road, there's lots of wombats. Here's one that's been hit. Please slow down. It says that, yeah. you know. Yeah. But if you leave it there and it just starts to get old and stinky, it starts to say another thing. It's like wombats are not worth a lot, you know.
0: Um. Now, I have two questions. Yes. One, um, so what do we do if we get a wombat? Like if we have it, do we like, call like someone like you?
2: Yes, there's two groups you can call. There's Wildlife Rescue South Coast and there's Wires. And their numbers are out there and I have them in this little bag. And you would call either of those groups or yes, you can call me. I'm with Wildlife Rescue South Coast and I will come and get that little joey and either take it into my care or give it to another carer who will look after them. The smaller they are, the more time they take. So those little pinkies that you see the little pink babies, they need to be fed every two hours, every two hours. And that's at midnight, two in the morning, four in the morning, six in the morning. So I don't do that. There's some very dedicated people out there that do do that, and they're in this area. And we've got another lady who wants to come and learn that same thing out this way. But they they need to be fed, and they need special, special conditions and special care. The smaller they are harder it is to care for them. The bigger they are, the easier. it's easier. Yeah, and they can <laughs> be up to, to two old. kilos and all of that. When they're two kilos, it gets way easier. They're, they're still still like
1: a puppy. Like, yeah. And they're really small, yep. they're hard. They're and like, they yeah. s- As they get older, and more mature, They have
2: their fur, they're cheeky, they're running yeah. around. And but they can
1: take care of themselves. They're
2: eating grass. You know, they're just starting on grass at that size. So the bigger they are, the more able they are to look after yeah. themselves. They're always sad to lose their mom. But they just move on and change with the situation and make the best of what they got. So we try to put them in the hair, in the hands of their long-term carer as soon as possible, so they can then bond with that carer and buddy them up with another wombat the same size, same age. yeah, and age, yeah. yeah. And that works really well. And then they have each other as well to cuddle up with yeah. and to be wombats with, yeah. Yeah.
0: And my second question was, what motivated you to start wombat care bundle Nerd? Okay. Can you tell us more about it?
2: It's a great, great question, Josephine. Look, I for me, I injured myself very badly many years ago. Oh. I, I uh, all but broke my neck in 2001. And so with that I had to give up my teaching job and I was a school high school teacher and, and I was a counselor for a, an organization. And then I had to heal for a long time. And in that healing time, I read a lot about the wombats because they're all around us here in the Southern Highlands. And I always was interested in them and loved them. And so I read pretty much all the books that you can find on them. And then the internet came. And then I was able to read more and learn more and pick up those sorts of skills. And then I knew what to do when you saw them on the roadside, like I told you. Mm. And then you start to move forward. You start to see, well, I think I'm going to take a course and learn how to do this properly. I think I'm going to join a wildlife group and do this. And step by step by step. And before we knew it, we had two boys, uh, two kilo wombats to raise (laughs) as a family. And my daughter loved it. My wife loved it and me as well. And look, that was a wonderful time. And we learned so much doing that. And we learned a lot from the wombats. So a bit like a passion grew inside of me to look after them. And I connected with them as well. And I, one of the things that surprised me was how intelligent they are. I mean, we all, you know, many of us have our dogs and cats and we, we see in our dogs an intelligence and we go, wow, I wouldn't want any harm coming to you. I wouldn't want you to get mange or hit on the roadside or running around like that. Well, you start to feel the same things for the wombats because of that intelligence. And in many ways, they're more intelligent than our dogs, yeah. which shocks which really shocked me. And when I raised those little boys, as a story I often tell about. One was named Milton, and he took my beanie off my head. I was feeding him his milk, and then he pushed away, and he looked at me like he had something to say. And he put his little paw up, and he took the beanie off my head and smelled it like this, and then he put it next to his heart. And then after about a minute, he gave it back to me. Aww. And he just kept looking me in the eye, and my eyes got all teary. Aww. And I said, I'm going to work for you guys. You need help, and I'm going to work for you. So that's kind of it, Josephine. That was the moment when I said, I'm stuck here. These animals need help, and I'm going to bring that level of love and care to them. And care is the word. It's really, you know, if you care for something, you will, you will do all you can. Oh, sorry, phone? Um, no, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you care for something, you give it your best, right? Yeah. And you, that's why wombat care became wombat care. It's not that we just care for wombats. It's a little we play on words, we but we care. care in our hearts for them. And when you care in your hearts for something, you will do amazing. Just like moms and dads would do for you children um, and what you would do for your animals and the things you love, yeah. we will do for these wombats. And we found... The need just kept growing. Yeah. That's the part. There was so much that needed to be done that wasn't quite getting done. Mm. And I said, "Well, we can do that. We'll do that. We'll do that."
1: Yeah. Wildlife services—they like focus on like all the wildlife. So there's no, they don't focus as much on wombats. That's so exactly then you right. Focus like completely on wombats. Yes. So you're always sort of like there.
2: That's right. The, I found you know there were wildlife and the wildlife rescue groups focus on rescue as well. So yeah. it's really about rescue raising them and then setting them free. But there's other gaps in there like yeah. mange and properly releasing them into the wild. Making like
1: sure they have somewhere to go. That's
2: right. And researching them. How are they after we release them? How can we be better at releasing them yeah. back into the wild? Um, and just improving on hmm. all sorts of uh, things that could happen, dealing with wombats that go under houses and get people cranky with them, okay? And sometimes they do put themselves in, in, in rough spots.
1: Yeah. I think it's also good to know where they go after they've been, like, released... ...so you can sort of have that research of, like, oh, wombats like to go here... ...and they don't like
2: to eat this. Exactly right.
1: I think that's the same, like, with lots of other, like, single animal services. They all, like, lots of... uh, they just focus on one animal. Yes. They tend to do like research after they release those animals to so know what they eat,
2: what the diet. We love them all and you know my work overlaps. So i will rescue possums and kangaroos and echidnas and all of that, but yeah. i'm trained and focused on the wombat. Yeah. So i've done training on all those other creatures. Yeah. But my license is is for the wombat. My training is all on the wombats. Uh, but everything is connected. You can't just, you know, and i don't, you know, just focus on the wombats because everything we got to look after the the land that the wombat's in, the tree that he's under, what's in that tree, what's around that land, the land itself, the trees, the water, hmm. the birds, the possums, everything needs our help. And you know, my focus has been on wombats at let's say a science sort of interest level, but it's but it's also very caring. So I see myself not not in a science way, but more as a naturalist. I approach yeah. this in a way of learning, like you guys. You know, I learned a lot through the wombats and people who have shared their knowledge with me. Mm. Um, what you got, Evelyn? W-
0: Wombat John, I would love to know what is your favorite thing about working with animals and wombats?
2: Mm. Another good question. Um, I'm thinking right now, certainly meeting you young people is a big part of it and trying to give what I feel a little bit to to this next generation, to you guys who will inherit all this beauty around us and be part of it. Mm. And maybe some of you guys will be carers. But I think more than that, I would like to see most of you guys care about the wildlife and that would be a big success for me to see you guys care enough to do something or if you hear someone doing something that's not quite right call the wildlife group and get help for those animals Um, the other side of it is I do love raising those wombats if you've seen Maisie and Lola or some of my other wombats they bring me a lot of joy and Mm. when I when I go and visit other carers and I see the wombats in their care, it just swells my heart because they are all so beautiful, so intelligent and funny, and uh, you know, th- just the whole world is ahead of them. That makes me happy. Yeah. I miss doing that, but I'm so busy doing the mange and the other work that it's um, it would kind of tie me down to those wombats in my care. So I'm kind of torn. The work I, I really love is... Being and raising and being part of that with them, but the mange work is to me in the demand right now, yeah, and it's not happening. So, more wombats are dying and suffering from so mange,
3: yeah,
2: and I gotta get out there and fix that, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I know that you love your wombats, the fires were we experienced a few years ago were pretty devastating. Can you explain the impact that these fires had? on our native animals.
2: Sofine, it was probably the worst thing I've seen in my whole life, okay? And um, I've been around a long time and I've never seen anything like that fire or the threat of that fire. I don't know what you guys remember of it, but it was pretty scary. Yeah, and
1: pretty bad like, to, really, evacuate. Really, and yeah, to
2: evacuate. And everything, yeah. We could have lost our home, we could have lost our town and <laughs> there's no protecting that. When nature does what nature does, there's we can fight to some degree... But, but then in another way, no, we had many years of drought and the animals were already suffering. Yeah. They were looking for water. It was some of the saddest things I've seen was a dam that was just about dried up and there was maybe the size of this table, a puddle of water there that was muddy and yucky and mama and the baby wombat about this size was drinking that muddy old water, but that's all they had. And the grass was not really even grass, it was just brown, dry, mm-hmm. dead-looking stuff. So there wasn't enough food, so we prepared the wombats before the fires. We brought out food, we brought out water, we got the community to help, um, and that was a really good thing to get them strong enough to be able to run away or take safety. Mm -hmm. Um, But when the fires came, it was devastating. Um, The wombats mostly survived the fires by going into their burrows and they go under the ground, so they were under the fire and able to have that, Uh, insulation of the soil between them and the fire. And they went down there and blocked the smoke from coming in with their bums. So they blocked it with their bodies because their body fits their burrow inside like Mm. a cork in a bottle. And that stopped it. And it's true that some animals did go into the burrow, whether they were invited or not, I don't know. Um, It makes a good story that the wombat was saying, come on in everybody, be safe. But I don't know how much that happened, but I'm sure it did. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. so were wombats like a little bit safer than like koalas yes. f- or kangaroos, for example?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The kangaroos could run pretty quickly, but sometimes they ran into pockets of fire and yeah. just you yeah. know, they didn't know where they were running, they were just running scared and sometimes they ran into the direction that was gonna put them yeah. in trouble. So some got away, some didn't, some burnt their burnt their feet, you know, badly, so they yeah. survived. Some wombats fires like Yeah. Most of the wombats went into their burrows and saw the fire out. The, what was <coughs> devastating for the wombats was after the fire, there was no food and no water, yeah. and they were starving. So they, yeah. instead of dying in the fire, so many died, died from lack of food and water. It and then the giant rain came, but by that, that time it was too late for the wombats. Mm. So we lost lots and lots. But there were survivors. There were actually quite a few, and those survivors are now
3: growing oh, wow.
2: and breeding back and you know we've lost a lot and we lose a lot on roads and we lose a lot in Maine so our wombats are really doing it hard um, they're not they're not endangered yet but I think fairly soon they may be and if this continues like this that it'll be pretty rare to see a wombat in 20 or 30 years
3: yeah and
2: that is shocking and that's not okay so yeah. that's another thing I really I put a lot of my energy and time towards that but mm but I'll be leaning into you guys in the future because you are the ones that can do this. I cannot do this on my own and I'd like to educate and share what I know and hopefully set up an education center where you guys can come and see the wombats and see the uh, um, different things that we're doing and learn about what we can do. And um, there'll be activities and you'll be learning about the native plants. All of those sorts of things are out there for you. And I think that's the key to moving forward you know fun activities learning about that the school's so busy doing this but if you guys can come let's say if we opened it up on the saturday like
1: a workshop like a workshop
2: exactly right and you'll learn about wombats and possums and echidnas all the things we have around here the roos you'll learn their habits you'll learn about the different birds and when your friends come visit from somewhere else you'll be able to tell them some amazing facts about the animals you know that you didn't know because i'm constantly learning too uh, and I like that. That is that is growing to me if we're yeah. learning. And you guys are growing all the time. So um, I think the future looks bright with you guys caring. And care is all you need to do. You know, you don't need to be a wildlife carer. But you just need to care.
1: Yeah. Um, I would really love to know what a typical day looks like for you. Mm. it seems pretty like, jam-packed.
2: You guys got brilliant questions. Every day is different. Um, and it can be a little bit crazy because... You know, wombats are nocturnal, right? So they're up at night.
1: Oh yes. Oh yeah.
2: So what happens is I try to go about my life in the daytime and get things done. But a I get society. I get calls. First thing in the morning there may be a wombat that's been hit overnight and somebody spotted it. So I'll get those calls from six in the morning.
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah.
2: And they're already waiting on my phone, you know. So <laughs> so I might go check those or find someone to go and check those. And then it depends if it's injured or it's alive or it's got a joey. All of those things can change my day. Incredible. If it's got, if it's it's injured, we're going to spend the day at the vet, right? Yeah. Just like that. If it's dead, we'll mark it, do those things. If it's got a joey, I'll call up the lady who deals with the joeys. And we'll organise to get that baby into her good care yeah. as soon as possible.
1: Yeah. I suppose it's just a bunch of factors.
2: Yeah. That's right. So every, every the morning starts off with that. And then there's the other stuff like being on the phone, the administration side of one Wombat yeah. Care Bundanoon. Yeah. It's talking to other carers, talking to other people, um, schools, um, all of that stuff. Mm. And so the morning can get gobbled up with phone calls sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. then paperwork, believe it or not. You know, sometimes yeah. i got to fill out yeah. things and... We have students from high school coming and i got to fill out forms for them to come and help. So every day is a bit different. different. Yeah. And so I do need help. I need a team to help with some of those <coughs> things. And I think we're going to get to the point where we can do that as well. And I'd love to show you guys exactly what it takes to do what we do. That's, that's the future as well. Um, yeah. So it can be like that, and then I try to go and do my day, and then evening comes. So um, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: uh, then it's the wombats are waking over. up again. The whole thing starts over. I might be at dinner with my family, and then you get a phone call. I have to I'm take angry. this off and go and drive and deal with that wombat straight away. It might yeah. be in Maroolan, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I got a little jumpsuit that I put on, <laughs> so I can cover my good clothes with, nice
1: clothes with a nice big dinner. with a big
2: working onesie. Yeah, so I can yeah. be all filthy. Like a ghost um, and you hope it's not a bad thing. So, yeah. But it happens way too much and we don't have enough carers in the area. We have Shannon with wires in this area and that's it in Bundanoon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we need more active carers, you know, like your moms and your dads. Yeah. And then you guys knowing and seeing things is wonderful.
0: Yeah. I know someone uh, in um, Canyon Lee. Yes. Uh, his, Her son goes to this school. Okay. It's, I forgot her name, but the last name is Baxter. I think I know what She that. had a little baby wombat. Well, George. Yeah, George, George. Baxter. Um, and they looked after that wombat. They bottle fed it every day and it lived in a little place outside and it came in and sat by the fire some nights. Yes. And it snuggled with them in bed. And then one day it got out and I'm pretty sure it got Attacked by a fox. Oh Ooh. no! Because it had its own little burrow out there mm. and everything, and it was really, cu- it was really cute. Yeah, I've had. Yeah, yeah I, I got to. Um, I know you got I got to
1: hold hold it once. Tea. i had friends from who used to go to the school. She used to catch my bus, Matilda, and they would have. They would get lots of wombats where they live. Yes. They live up the highway a bit further down, mm. like quite a while away, um, up at the winery. Okay. The but um, they had lots of wombats at their place. And they would always bring little baby joys
2: on the bus stop and they'd have like
1: little baby wombats and little baby kangaroos.
2: I think it really connects people to see these animals and how beautiful Mm -hmm. they are. And like this little picture here we call these velvets. They're still babies and they're pinkies, but their pink is starting to leave them. You see they're getting their fur, so they're changing. And um, to see that, you start to see the wombats quite differently. And... You know, the connect with our wildlife, all of our wildlife. I mean, our birds are amazing the, and the things they know and the intelligence of these yeah. birds is amazing. So the more I'm learning about echidnas in different ways and all of these things. But, yes, when it comes to the wombats, they really do need our help. They get in trouble yeah. um, and we need good people learning and, and helping. And you don't aga- ex- exactly have to be in the wild, a wildlife care you can be in a wildlife group, you can do the training, yeah. but you may never want to raise them, you, but you can be a helper, you can check pouches you or your rescue. families can do that. Yeah, You know, your mom and dad can do that yeah. and then you take part and learn like my daughter did along with us and um, you will save lives, you will be saving wombat yeah. lives. And just knowing, just that a knowledge life. will do it, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, you seem to have a pretty impressive life. What would you say is your favourite part about like being Wombat John? Mm.
2: Again, I really love getting into the schools because I'm an old school teacher.
3: Yeah. And then the other
2: part is also being in nature. So it's kind of the being in the crowd and talking to you folks about the wombats... ...and building a future for the wombats and wildlife. Yeah. That's exciting mm. to me. You know, what we're, what I'm looking, what I see in the future is exciting. Also, when I'm in the bush, it's really exciting. I'm out mm. there and it's quiet. I'm looking for a mangy wombat, um, smelling the smells of nature. There's birds around yeah. and blue tongues around. And it's like sometimes, even around here, you can feel like you're the only person on earth. <laughs> yeah. And you're the mm-hmm. first person to be there. And it's so exciting. And I. Like my, nifty.
3: Different places.
2: That's right, different places. And my mm. grandpa used to tell me, he says, just sit still a while and you'll be amazed what you see. And he's right. You know, birds come, critters come. You hear things that you won't hear if you're walking around. And it, not even five minutes of just sitting next to a tree and things happen. Mm. And I really love that. And then I love raising the wombats, you know, yeah. back to the yes. bottles and the feeding. The and then when they get older, when you see the Maisie and Lola videos on the page there. I love that. Those, those girls just win my heart. But yeah. they've won my heart for every wombat. So I treat all the wombats like a Maisie and Lola out there, you know? It's um,
1: yeah, listeners, can you please explain who Maisie and Lola are?
2: Yes, if you look at Wombat Care Bundanoon on uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page, you'll see two little orphan wombats that came to yeah. us, okay? So somewhere down the south coast someone checked their pouches and rescued two little pinkies. Yeah, and then this, so cute. W- yep. then this yeah. wonderful lady raised them, okay, and then got them to the point where bigger than this here in the picture and probably about this size is this stuffed wombat here. Um, they came to me, so I didn't have them from tiny all the way through. Another lady did, and then she passed them on, they with you? Yep. yeah,
3: yeah, so
0: and she passed them like on to us.
2: And they loved her so much that you know, we brought clothing yeah. that smelled like her and things that felt like home. So the transition from
1: yeah, that it's lady easier. Was yeah,
2: was easier. They they slept when they came to me. They slept, but they, it was like a T-shirt that smelled of that lady's yeah. um, washing detergent and maybe her her perfume or deodorant, whatever. They knew those smells and they felt like okay, that's that's my second mom smell. Yeah. And then they wound up learning about me, and then yeah. they go, okay, that's my third mom, you <laughs> know. But they don't know. They just assume that this is normal. normal enough. This yes. is all they know, and then th- what happens? is when they get older, it's a bit like, you know, when you become older yourselves, you yeah. you say, well, it's n- it's time for me to not live in the house anymore. I'm going to move away. Mm-hmm. And that's all kind of way out there for you guys. Yeah. But but it comes and there's a time you go, no, I need to go out and I'm going to get a job and I'm going to go out in the world and I'm yeah. going to travel and do and this and I'm backpacking and be myself. And it happens to these wombats and they kind of, it's non-negotiable. They say, it's my time to go. And then yeah. that's when they are ready to go. And generally it is when they're ready to go. Do
1: you think if you came do you think if you came back like and saw them, they would recognize you? Yes,
2: okay. absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: how can you
0: tell if they're ready to go? Like, do you let them out?
2: Yes. We we open the gate. What we do is we start to see the size of them and we start to see their nature. The boys get a bit more bitey. Mm. Um, not mean. They're just sort of letting you know that. We, we need to get out of here so they'll bite me soft, but they'll they'll be more middling? silly. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're kind of saying I need to go, okay And the females are, are similar and they tend to want to go earlier, but they just their bodies are saying, look it's, I need, there's a big world outside of this yard.
3: Yeah I know
2: it so let me go And yeah. you read that and um, to hold them back is wrong. Years ago I used to think, oh I hope my wombats get chosen to go in the zoo, right? And I was really so wrong because yeah. I wanted to protect them. I wanted them safe. I wanted them in the zoo. I wanted other people to see them and enjoy them. But, but then that's not you, what th- they want. That's really not yeah. what they want. They want to be no. out. They want to be free. Exactly. It would be like putting you guys in a zoo and that would be your yeah. life. And it's just not nope. fair. It's not okay.
0: No. There's a they world. They want other people to see them.
2: yes. That's they right. They want to be That's like
0: camouflaged. Right. The
2: ones in the zoo should be the ones that can't live in the wild. You know, I know the ones in the zoo serve a purpose... ...but I would not want any of my wombats to be in the zoo. They're terrible pets. They look like when you see Maisie and Lola on Facebook... ...you think, oh, that would be so cute, I'd love one. They're only like that for a little while. And when they become wild, they which is bigger. for the rest of their lives... ...they don't want anything to do yeah. with that. They want to have no. wombat lives. Now the perfect thing would be like Jackie French. She lives... Um, Oh, about an hour south of here. And she wrote those um, Diary of a Wombat books.
0: Oh, yes. So oh, she's
2: written yeah. all of that. She lives in a valley and she has wombats all around her. And she knows them and they come and they come in around her house and she'll put out food for them, but not, not enough to sustain them. I mean, they're, they're wild. They take care of themselves, but mm. she gets to know them. They get to know her, but they're not pets at all. And no. they will come and then one day one yeah, will just yeah. not come back. And a new one pops in, so... You just kind of—it's nature. You oh, go with the flow of it. i them,
0: but still. One um, yes. met John, I feel like you're the type of character who would have some adventures along the way. Do you have any one? <laughs> do you have one that you would like to share with our listeners?
2: Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, you want a funny one? Well, well, there was actually the one that makes me laugh is we have a wombat right on our corner and he was called Square Bottoms by the kids who used to (laughs) live there because he was mangy and he got bony and his his bum became sort of flat and square. (laughs) So the kids (laughs) said, oh, did you see that Square Bottom wombat? And he became known as Mr. Square Bottoms. And he's a wild wombat and he lives right on the corner and he's very clever when he gets mange and we could talk about that later, but when he's sick and he's got these mites biting all over him, he comes to my house I'll and he goes under the Aww. front veranda and then he goes under the house and makes my dog <sighs> bark at him. And my dog barks in a certain way when it's a wombat. He bark at the decking because he smells him. And I go, I bet that Square Bottoms is under there. So I treated Square Bottoms the first time and he came to, you know, came to the house. And Somehow he did it again. He got the mange again. Mange is a bit like head lice, you can get it. How do you
0: get it? Like does you catch it from another wombat?
2: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, or a fox that's bringing it around. So the quick story of mange would be that when uh, Australia was um, founded and people from England and Europe came over and they brought their European animals... We brought the little mite with us, okay? So it's be like someone coming over with headlights somehow. It didn't. They
0: came in. and then it, everyone caught it, and then it just started it starts going to contagious. spread. That's right,
2: yeah. And then the foxes being really fast and getting around. Once they brought the foxes here, they got the mange and brought it all around. The problem with the mange is Australian wildlife cannot survive it, yeah. so they um, have it's deadly to them unless they're treated for it, okay? And the wombat is like the perfect host for that mange mite. So think of it like a head lice, but a deadly head lice, and it does horrible things to their skin, and then they eventually get weak and weak and, they and can't
0: weak. Can't see. Like That's the right. Eyes shut. The
2: scabs get on their eyes, and scabs get in their ears. But one week after we give them the medicine, those scabs fall off, and they can see again, and they can hear again, and the wounds all start to heal. So anyway, old scabber, he knew that I was the guy who gave him that stinky medicine that made him feel better. So when he gets the mange, he's smart enough to know. I'll go back to that house, and he's been doing that every couple of years when he gets the mange.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really
3: cool.
2: And what's funny is, as much as I love him, one day he went under my house, and it was cold, wintry day, and he had his mange, and he scratched into the ducting of the heater, which is the pipes oh, that bring no. the heater out, and it's sort of like, it's sort of like a plastic tube made of foil and I'm and foam, question. so he can scratch through it, and all my heat was gone.
0: So. Uh, So, for example, there was a wombat near me that got mange. Yes. How long would it take until it didn't really have a chance of anything helping it with the mange?
2: Once we know it's gotten mange and we go out and treat it with the flaps or, you know, that's the flaps, the little doors we put on their burrows when they come out, it spills the medicine on them. Or if we put the brevecta, which is the same thing you put on your dogs or cats.
0: Yeah, I know, but like what if there was like... A one but <laughs> no one knew that it had manged, Would it? How long would it take for it to like not be able to get any help, yeah. and it would just like how sort of pass? How long would it take for it to be like too,
1: far, too gone.
2: far gone? Yeah. We we I I hardly ever consider them too far gone unless they're really oh. really sick. Okay. As long as we can get to them, we might be able to turn them around. Sadly, sometimes they they start to show themselves or looking for help when they are in the worst shape. If they would have come a couple of weeks earlier, we could have gotten them the proper medicine and everything they needed. Sometimes we take them into care, which means I bring them into the yards with the enclosures and we treat them there. It's better for the wombat to be left in the wild and treated because they still feel at home, they don't feel trapped, they don't know what's going on because to be taken into care for a wild wombat is really stressful. They're not sure what's going to happen. They're not sure if we're going to try to just keep it there forever. They have no idea. Even when we're nice to them, they just still... ...want to be wild and free. So I prefer to treat them yeah. in the um, wild and free.
0: With the square bottom story, yep. um, I'm guessing that Wombat's quite intelligent creatures. Very
2: intelligent. Yeah, very intelligent. Yeah. And square bottoms, he found the heat on the, on the pipes. He scratched it open. He and then my it. wife said, I think something's wrong with the heater. I got it turned up and we're not getting any heat. <laughs> and I went, uh-oh. And I went under the house and there was square bottoms sitting there... Next to the hole in the ducting that he created, oh. all the hot air was going on him, and, and he knows me. and He just looked at me like, Okay, John, look what I found. This is yeah. good. You can come next to me. This is warm. <laughs> look, and I was like, Square Bottoms, what did you do? And he's, he's like, like on, Yeah, right and he was nice. He, he, I gave photos of it. He's almost smiling at me, and he nods, like, Come on, you can come in. I'll let you, you into it's, my it's place.
1: It's warm, it's
2: warm here. Yeah, it's warm here. Come, come here, John. Look You're how a nice clever guy. Am. And it made me laugh and I scared him away and then as I'm trying to fix the ducting with tape so we didn't lose all the hot air he came back and he nuzzled me on the back like pushing me away he didn't creep up and bite me excuse me Yep. he was like come get on get out of my house yeah yeah you yeah, come on get out you've you've, you've you've been here now don't take over get out of here
1: you're <laughs> so ruining
0: it's, my heat it's my go
2: so all square bottoms he's he's I saw him the other night he's still around he's probably been around for about 8 years now oh wow yeah so and that's another good uh, question that we didn't ask but wombats in the zoo live 32 33 years Oh wow! Regularly. I didn't know they lived that long Yeah I know that's a good that's a good one How But long that's because average I got vets live? Average look in the wild they say 8 to 15 years Okay that's pretty long It's okay yeah uh, you know but that's that is pretty long um but we've heard stories of ones not with the vets that are on properties and the people know those wombats and they say, "Look, that wombat is as old as my daughter. and My daughter's twenty-one. We remember that wombat. You and know, the day when, she was born. Well, pretty much when she was little, it was running around and it cut its eye and it, its uh, its ear was bitten. And it's the same wombat with the with the big scar and the chunk off its ear. It's the same wombat and they know it. You know, so it's, yeah. I mean, it can be tricky to go. Oh, they're all wombats. They don't look alike yeah, when well, you get yeah. to know them. They're all no. different.
1: Like like um. I have some friends who are twins and like if i just met them today i'd be like i couldn't tell the difference but then now that i know them a lot yep, there's like, something yeah, you see in the twins yeah. my yeah.
2: brothers are twins and they're they're identical but there is something different yeah. just my something cousins, about them yeah my
1: cousins are also identical twins and yep. they're yep. really different now
2: and you know people from uh, you know May think we all look alike as humans, you know, because Mm. but but we don't, we look very different. And the wombats, certainly very different,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah,
2: they're different coats, pointed noses, bigger eyes, beady eyes, they're all they're all different. So I get to know them in some ways as well, yeah.
0: So we have a quite quite few listeners all around the world. Fantastic. Um, if you have anything to say about native animals or
1: um or wombats in general.
2: I am so glad you girls got listeners. And I'm going to be able to share this with listeners on the Wombat Care page as well. All around the world we have Fantastic, because we've got people who love wombats all around the world. I would suggest you look on Facebook and there's a site called A Wombat. And that is um, a man does some amazing work and brings all the carers' videos together. And you can see we're on there quite a lot and other groups are on there quite a lot, and you'll learn a lot about wombat. Um, And David puts that together with a lot of love and a lot of joy and a lot of care, and he brings people who who want to learn about wombats to one place. So it's kind of like the sharing table, okay? And then you can look at Wombat Care Bandanoon on Facebook. and you'll see what we're doing in particular, and we contact and always growing. So you don't have to be in Australia to love our wombats and yeah. appreciate them. We have people all through Europe and Japan, America. Um, America. They really are
1: like adorable animals. Like in that calendar and that photo that you have that's all that kind of Wombat wombat, it does. They really, they're really cute. They're actually really friendly. Than that
2: and people don't know that. That's the you know that's the tricky part. And and I think and I invite everyone to have a look. And learn a little bit about these guys because they really, really need us all. They desperately need our care. Mm. They need our attention. They need us looking after them. They're going through a really, really hard time out there.
1: So Um, I've got oh you keep going?
2: Yep, yeah, you know, because of all these things, because mange and roadkill and development, which isn't going to stop, you know, we're keeping on growing. It's just a matter of balancing and working with nature as opposed Mm. to working against it. So there's a lot of hope in what we're doing. There's a lot of hope I have for the future. And the, really the hope lands on you guys stepping mm-hmm. up and sharing and caring and learning about your wildlife and being part yeah. of your community. And I think the future will be us growing together as people and wildlife. And Wombats mm. will be part of that.
1: Um, so how long have you been working in this field?
2: Uh, what, okay? well over ten years, probably quite a while. Quite a experience. while, yeah. And these last ten years have been really full on. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and also it must be extremely draining, both physically and mentally. Um, what would you say? What would you say like the pros and cons are of the Okay,
2: training? that's a v- that's very astute. Meaning a lot of thought goes into it. It's probably the hardest work I've ever done, to be honest with you. And the hardest is. ...dealing with pain and suffering, I think. Yeah. Uh, that really breaks my heart. What also is challenging is dealing with people who don't want to learn... ...and don't want to change their ways and don't care. Because um, mm. there's a few of those out there. A
1: lot of people just see wombats as like, yeah. oh, they're going to break
2: my car. Yep, they'll see them as pests and they may Suddenly harm the wombat in, in horrible ways. And I wish that wasn't true, but it is. But that's changing as well. So... What mm. I see in the future is less and less and less of that and you guys will be a big part of seeing that not happen. That's what I liked about Frencham is that Frencham, the girls, you know, will be, uh, they'll be owning those farms in the future and yeah. they will be caring about those wombats and they'll be running those places and they're not going to let anybody harm their mm. wombats.
1: And it's not like it's just in Bundanoon. You know, like no. It's all over Australia they need to be cared for. And
2: exactly. I
1: guess here in... Down the Southern Highlands, we're very lucky that we have people like we so care. Yep. Um, but we do have like I live just the slightest bit down Canyon. We have so many wombats at the back of our farm. Yep. And there's like it's very dangerous for both humans and probably like animals it and is. other wombats.
2: It is, it is. And there's some of those things we cannot change. You know, cars yeah. and roads and wombats don't mix very well. And no. And I just tell people to drive not just slower but drive super aware. And yeah. what I mean is drive like something's going to jump out. And l- all I can say is less accidents will can happen. Kind like
0: you're in a horror movie and like something's about to jump yeah. out at you. Yeah. Behind the closet, be ready.
2: <laughs> and that's the thing, you see, if you care you will do that and yeah. just care and then accidents still will happen but yeah, they won't absolutely. happen as much okay yeah
3: also and, humans, and it's accidents not your fault happen things either.
2: happen yeah it's not the driver's fault all the time it it can be if you're driving without thinking driving too fast looking at something at night in the car and you can't see that's right and
0: you just like look away for a second
2: yep if you map a or
0: something, that's right and then you just
2: it happens. Yeah. It happens. They're scared. They jump out. Kangaroos are unpredictable, but the wombats can be unpredictable too. Yeah, so, just so especially what I'm for the
0: wombats with mange, they can't see where they're going. That's right. So they walk onto yeah. the road by accident. Yep. Then they just it's more can't often. Help, help it. Yeah. Like
2: that's yeah. right. That's right. And if we slow down and drive, drive with care and drive aware is what I say. And that mm. is it. If you care, you're going to look after it. Uh, if you know a life depends on how you go down that road, you're going to be careful. So care about it and that's the biggest thing. We don't need signs or so many signs. Signs are good but we don't need a sign everywhere there's a wombat or a tunnel or speed humps. That's, it's too much and we can't go on like that. We just need people to care so and I think that's the key.
0: So John, it must be dangerous dealing with all these situations that the wombats are in. Yeah. What do you use for protection?
2: What do I use for protection? For your
1: like
0: protection, miles. like
1: oh, in the
2: okay. fires
0: and all that, when you're trying to help the animals. Look, I try like to, the to the keep dangerous.
2: myself safe because I do realize if I'm not safe, then, then I can't help the wombats. Yeah. Okay, but I've fallen over, I've slipped, I've broken ribs, I've knocked Ooh. myself in oh the my jaw, God. popped my nose. Look at these. Look at this finger. Can you oh see how God, bad that finger is oh. broken? Oh and that's not from the wombat. That's from me falling over and and trying to stop or break my fall. How
1: long's that
2: been broken? A while. <laughs> My wife's cranky because I'm not doing too much about it, um, but yeah, the doctor will fix this, but it will need surgery. Okay, oh, yeah. but that's that's me looking oh, after wow. the wombats because it does put me in dangerous. Yeah, spots. It puts
0: you in danger. Yeah, and Just look, I'm not getting any
2: younger, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so if I was if I was younger, I can probably take some of this stuff. But the thing is, um, I'm oh, trying yeah. to 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 plant the seeds of an of the next generation. I have now a GPS satellite device. We just got this, and friends have put me onto it. So if something happens to me really bad, they can find me. This thing has a tracker on it. So now I got my own tracker. I'm trying to
0: set an example for younger people so they can grow up and be like you.
2: I would love, you know what I'd love to see, Josephine, is this what I do become a real job. Yeah. Because I'm a volunteer, and I don't make anything on it, and we, we are supported by the community. My vision would be national parks would have wombat specific carers yeah. in in the communities. They
1: should have animal carers. That's I right. A but lot of people want to be like wildlife animal carers, like but you can't make a living at
2: it. A man, yeah, you, you know, or a woman could not feed can't, their family. You know,
1: you can't, um, just do specific animals. That's right. Like national parks and areas should have like I don't know government jobs yep. or that's
2: right. If, if you said I want to be the, the wombat family. carer, I want to be the wombat woman in this area, and that should be a decent, respectful yeah. job, and you should be able to. You know, make you an income put, doing you that. You
1: put a lot of time and hours and, and effort into I this. I do, it's and become... You, and actually probably put a lot of money into this as well.
2: I have, and, and there's never enough anything. time. That's the thing, You've, you you girls really have some great questions... ...because yeah, what I'm finding is the more I look, the more I see... ...and it leaves me very, very, very little time to have my own life. And yeah. that, it in a way, I don't mind that, but in other ways... I've got work to do around my house. You know, um, the weekend with my wife is often interrupted. My daughter has. You know, we've gone to movies, and then sometimes I have to leave the movie, or we're almost ready to go to the cinema, and I can't go because there's an animal out there. There's no arguing with that. That animal's yeah. injured. You don't go. Oh no, you'll just have to deal with that. No, you got to drop you everything gotta, and go. Uh, um, yeah, die
1: because you want to watch it.
2: That's right yeah so none of that and, and you know but if we had more carers that would mean someone else would be able to do that and then we can support each other later. Mm-hmm. Right now there's too few carers and the reason there's too few carers is because yes, it's challenging it costs uh, it costs money it takes a lot of time um, and you really have to be well suited to do that. My idea is to set up something where it wouldn't cost money and you would have the pens and everything set up for you guys and yeah. then, What I hope would happen is funding, funding, yeah, and government funding to make jobs for some wombat people to be able to be out there, you know. And wombats are particular. I mean, then you could also become wombat and echidna, all those things. You can specialize in a few things, okay? We're going to have to start that way. But at least a real paying job because the rangers' jobs are great, but their jobs, they're so busy doing the other aspects of what it means to work in national parks. It, yeah. it doesn't overlap. They barely have time to do that aspect of it. So they might go into the job wanting to be able to help all the animals you and they quickly realise they can't. You
1: can't yeah. ask them just to go and do everything.
2: That's us. right. It's too much.
1: But yeah, because you're spending so much time yep. doing batch, just like that's one animal. If you were asked to do all the echidnas and possums, true. Be, you'd have no time. Yeah,
2: but it should come yeah. to the wildlife carer at National Parks to then hand that on to the wildlife agency. So I think... Yeah. I think Structure change needs to happen, okay, and I have yeah. a lot to say about that, but that's that's stuff for later on, okay. okay, that's business for later on. All
0: right, I hear that you're actually a bit of a TV star. How do you <laughs> feel about <laughs> being a local celebrity?
2: I, you know, I still resist that, yeah. um, but I do because you know what, when I was your age, I was so shy, okay, you would barely get really? words out of me. This is true, um. And at grade school, pretty shy, okay? I was a, I was a bit of a class clown, but that was to hide my shyness, right? Yeah. And I wasn't shy with my friends, but overall, like, to speak yeah, in front of a classroom, I would have been mortified, right? Yeah. yeah and so all of that was just so hard to do. Um, and then in high school, I went to an all-boys school. So that was okay, but when it came to meeting girls and stuff, shy. Really, yeah. really shy. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you just get through all that time, and I, I still am not shy, but I, I don't particularly want to be on TV yeah, or all don't those like things. You
0: don't like all the attention. I don't. Like,
2: I really, really don't. Yeah, I'm a
0: bit the same. Yep.
2: But yeah. the wombats need a voice, right? Yeah. And and if I'm going to speak for the wombats, I can do it. If it was yeah. me speaking for John and my, I don't know, business or no whatever, care. I wouldn't <laughs> do it. i go, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you know? yeah. But these wombats need me to speak for them. Yeah. They need yeah. the stories. They need me to get out there and, and yeah, care. Yeah,
0: that, that makes so much sense. It
2: does. And y- then you find the strength to do that. Yeah, I had like a young guy working for me. He was terrified to speak in public. And he, I asked him to present on how to check a pouch, right? We had school environment day. You know how we used to do that at Windsor Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. He presented to all the schools. The first time he was a little bit nervous and he got through it. The second time he was 100% better. The next time he was just perfect and he loved presenting. And he told us.
1: Talking in front of a class. He
2: would not have done that had it not been for the wombats, you see. He wouldn't have done it for a grade. He wouldn't have done it for his mom and dad or the teacher. He wouldn't have done it for me. He did it for the wombats.
1: Doing that. Yeah. Because it's like saving multiple lives, just talking up there. Yeah. By telling people, like, oh, you can do this and you can save these lives, it's like talking out in public in front of people for no reason wouldn't be something you'd choose to do. But then, if it's like saving lives.
2: When you find your passion and you find sometimes, you know, you may not be the perfect voice for it, but you are the voice. And if there's no one else speaking for them, you'll have to speak for them. Yeah, you will. These animals need our care, they need our protection. They can't just
1: come and ask. No,
2: they need our love. And what Mm -hmm. I see and do out there, in some ways, I'm the only one that can talk about that. So I'm going, okay, I'll do that. And yeah. then then you enjoy it. Once I'm in, like, I love this, this is fantastic. And coming to the school and dealing with auditoriums and all of those things. And then even scarier going into a group and talking to people my age and older who are vets and doctors uh, and other wildlife carers and other people who do this sort of work... Um, that's not scary anymore because yeah. my, I'm bringing to them my story and my experience and a lot of them can relate to it. So I'm speaking on behalf of certainly many, many people. I'm speaking on behalf of the wombats and certainly myself. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, who was with us, she was very much the same. She started when she was 14. Um, oh. So she joined me and I thought she just wanted to put bottles in the mouths of the wombats and maybe clean up the enclosures. And I said, right now I it's don't have any... Cats. She said, I'll do whatever. I'll deal with roadkill. I'll deal with mange. And gently, gently, we went out there, and every hurdle, she jumped over. And one of the biggest hurdles was the public speaking. So she would come on board with me and speak in front of big groups standing next to me and just maybe sometimes answer a question, yes or no, or tell the story about what she did, but not really present But more and more, I'd hand it over to her, and she would tell more and more of her stories. Yep. Now she's at uni because of the wombats. So she's at University of Wollongong. How old is she now? Almost 20. Oh, Oh, wow. I know, I know. And the wombats led her to do nature conservation science, (gasps) and she's probably going to do her master's and PhD, so she will become like a doctor of wombatus. Yeah, that's (laughs) so cool. It's, it's amazing to see what's happened to her. But to me, to see her stand in front of a wildlife convention by herself on stage and address that audience and talk about her work and what she's seen was probably one of the proudest moments as as a teacher, as a friend, um, as a person. It was just so great to see her rise and, and grow into that position. And that's out there for all of you guys. you know, In your lives, it doesn't have to be wildlife. Whatever you do... Do your best at it and be yeah. your best at it and tackle it and, and go go hard for it. You know, it really matters. Yeah. It really matters.
1: You don't have to be like a wombat carer, but like it's good to just stop and...
2: That's right. It. Just the care is enough. That's what I say. You don't That's not
1: fully go out and do every day. Just the
2: care. And look, sometimes Josephine and, and her family have been a really big help. Yeah. They spot the mangy wombats and her dad One will time tell me... We
0: were down on a walk on the creek next to the school and we we spotted a wombat that had mange, really bad mange, and we called wombat John down, and he gave us one of the plushies. Yes. And um, he, did you do one of the little um, we signs? We did. We
2: did the signs. We did the flaps. You and your family saved that wombat's life. You saved him so much suffering, and you gave him a chance to get away from mange. And I hope, I hope that wombat's still out there living wild and free. Mm-hmm. But. Because of you noticing and caring, see once again, there's that word. It's care. Once you care, things can happen, and that's all it takes. And then if somebody goes, well, I want to learn about this and I want to learn about that, you don't have to be a carer. You can be.
0: And plenty a spotter. And other people can spot wombat. Exactly, too and save tons of wombat lives every day.
2: I can't spot them all. You guys are the spotters. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that is how we save lives together. We and have you will know you save. Billions
0: of eyes all over Australia. And exactly
1: and yep. wombats are everywhere as well yep. and it's good like uh, when you go on like holidays to know where the local what the local like
2: that's right
1: because lo- i went to yeah. Moosa and we didn't actually figure out it we didn't actually know but I, I did see like we went hiking and if we saw like a dying animal uh-huh. we'd want to know where it was because it was like we couldn't call you yes in our state and, like it's good to know what the pretty much
2: anywhere you go you know, you would, tell, and, and your parents that should that know this, they would just go Walmart, Wildlife so. Rescue Nusa, you know, and yeah. then something will come up. Now we've got smartphones. Back in the day, it used to be just a telephone number. Yeah. But if you just go Wildlife Rescue Nusa, it might not be what it's called, but it'll put it'll you through up, there. Yeah. And you'll get a wires or a wildlife group and you'll get help to that animal. Yeah. So you don't need to have all that, you know, but sometimes you can get that stuff in your phone. Yeah. You have had the best questions. What's this one? Avalon, um, another one.
1: So it's not
0: really a question. A little bit ago you um, were talk, talking to me about and Ron and Callum about wombats and you said there's a certain t- um, type how they um, – it's kind of like they hiss but and if you do it back they feel safe and yes. stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, um, the listeners don't know about it so I would love it if you could tell them more about <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> I've learned to speak wombat by to ha- speaking to the wombats mm-hmm. and having the wombats speak to me. And I've seen uh, many, many ways of showing me and telling me that they're happy or scared yeah. or mad or... That
0: must be pretty cool.
2: It is cool. And to leave me alone, you know. So wombats, wombats are not aggressive. That's another thing to know. Um, they will only look aggressive when they're pretty much cornered or you get between mom yeah. and their baby. They're not, yeah. they're not
0: aggressive, they're territorial. That's they're right. trying to... Yeah. Like, they, will they will back away. They will run
2: away than, rather than deal with you, okay? Yeah, but if you nervous. get between mom and baby or something like that or you get a wombat cornered.
0: Like when I go on holidays to places, I meet someone that I don't know and then I'm like, oh, mm. like a bit shy to talk to them. That's fair enough. But then as we get to know each other, we get close and we're like
2: yep. friends. Yep. Yeah. So for me, I have to go with the mange stick, which is a s- long stick with medicine on it. And the wombat might be there munching grass. And then I come along, and he okay. sees me. So I'll do my little whisper, like, and that's that's a wombat saying. Who are you? I'm here. I'm okay. I'm coming in peace. I don't want any trouble with anybody. Yeah, I'm cool. Okay. So he's gonna. So they come through and announce their presence, and but there's all sorts of other things like growls and snorts and the this,
0: growls like it, trying to like.
2: He's saying, leave away. me alone. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's just saying, please leave me alone. Please like leave I me. I don't please. Really want help. I'm not happy with you. Go away. And sometimes they'll take their front paws and throw dirt around.
0: What happens if there's a wombat that has mange and it's like or really sick or injured and yep. y- it's telling you to go away and it doesn't want any help and it doesn't want anything to do with anyone? Like what do you do? It does happen,
2: yeah. And, but sometimes they will do that and still let me pour the medicine on them most of the time so they got their respect they know i'm not there to hurt them
3: okay
2: and they kind of like saying okay if you you harm me i'm i'm gonna bite you okay you're pouring that stuff on me okay that doesn't hurt so that's that's okay but leave me alone still
0: so just most stay there. once you've done that just like just yeah go and away. they
2: true i have videos of that you know and i'll just go okay you're the boss you're the boss that's whatever
1: good. you say um Sometimes as young people we feel that we can't help the world mm. as much as we would like to. Um, so yeah. what are some ways that we can help and support and protect our native animals?
2: I think well, that I, is going to be when I come back to the school we're going to put that together because you yeah. people have the power. You young people really do in the future can look a bit bleak and scary if you look at it one way. But if you look at it another way you'll see the hope. That, that I see, you see the chances to bring real change that you each one you of can you can, can bring. And if I'm that rock that's been thrown in the pool and the ripples come out, you're those rocks too. And in so many ways with the wildlife, in your own life, with your friends, yeah. in your family circles, all of those things, you have the power to bring those changes and things can change.
0: Once one, It's like a chain reaction. So you start it, yeah. other people yeah. begin, and then other people look up to you and it just keeps Josephine, going up Yeah, I'm
2: absolutely right. And it comes from care and it comes from doing something. So hope is a funny word too. Hope is like a belief yeah. in a better future, but it requires action. You can't just go, oh, I hope it all changes because what have you done when you said that? Yeah. Nothing. I hope mange goes away. I hope mange like doesn't I hurt I this. I
1: hope COVID I hope back.
0: You've It's done not, not going to work.
2: Yeah, it's happen. not going to work. But if you say, I hope it really changes, I'm going to do something about it. And then there's the other word in hope where you have a belief in a better future. That's hope as well, you know, but it still requires action. And everything we do, everything you do affects the world around us in one way or another. What we eat, drink, garbage,
0: and stuff like recycling, mange.
2: worms, all of that. Yeah. Stuff
0: like mange is never gonna go away, but if more people like notice and help, we can, we can save way, and way
2: more wombats. Until way more
0: wombats won't have until to the cure
2: is found. That's right. You yeah. know there was yeah. there was things there were diseases that now we have we have shots and like, like stuff right.
0: like so stuff big, like COVID like and the diseases. They're never gonna go away forever, but they'll get lower as as. Um, ...like more, more that's
2: right. recipes yeah. and stuff like When much. you were babies, when we were babies we would get the needles and the needles. Yeah, would, and we yeah. wouldn't get polio, we In wouldn't get smallpox and all these yeah. things are gone. In a
1: hundred years, COVID will be like doesn't exist. But, that's um, right. Also, it's incredible that you do all this just for hope. Like you don't do it for any money, you just do it all for yeah, free you don't do do on it, hope. You get no,
2: well up. the other side of that too, let me be honest, is... I don't think you'd make any money doing it right now because, no. yeah. you know, like to me no, if
1: to pay just because…
0: like snake catchers. Right. Snake, catches, snake catcher pay, gets paid. They pay. charge you. They charge you. He does. To, um, because
2: you got a snake out. in your yard. It might bite your dog or your yeah. family and stuff. So they call Snake Man and I think he charges $100 or so. Okay. But, but and that's but good. But you do it
0: completely like free. If well, if I, feel I couldn't like get it.
2: They would go… The people would go… Oh, the wombat's going to cost $100. Yeah. Let him waddle with his mange next door. They'll pay. Maybe they'll pay other people across the street.
0: Yeah, group. so, like, I feel like if you pay, then everyone will go, like, oh, well, it's not really worth it. Like, yeah. it's everyone will be, like, oh, it's just one wombat. It's that's not right. really worth it. But if everyone, like, does that, see, then th- that's a lot of yeah. wombats. You
2: see it the way I see it. That's exactly right. So I want the people to call because I really work for the wombat. Yeah. All right. And I've got enough donations so that I don't have to charge those people, okay? So a uh, uh, treating a wombat probably cost about 80 bucks and that's not my time or yeah. the rest, but it's just the medicine. And then then you know you got to buy these things and the car mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. But I'm not looking I want that wombat treated. So as long as I got yeah. enough to do it, I'll do it. I want the wombat treated. And then some people will go how much did that cost or Here's fifty dollars to put towards that medicine. Okay. So I don't yeah. even ask. They will give you that. And that keeps us ahead of the game. Okay. Yeah. And then, then the little that things does. we sell and all that, that adds to it as well.
3: Yeah.
2: But I, I think, yeah, I, I kind of like it that way. Yeah. Um the community supports us. We support the community. Yeah,
0: it it like um it connects people more, it, I feel that's like. That's the word. That's
2: exactly the word. It connects community and and it connects people who care. And yeah. they don't they know I'm not doing it for money. I never ask for money because yeah. because um it then it changes it too, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: it changes like how people see you.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's that's it, you know. Yeah. And, and and I'll happily do it for no money as long as I can afford to do it. And right now we can afford to do it. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. It can't, yeah. Like I said, you, you can't pay your rent, you can't even get ahead in this. Uh, yeah. That's not that, really but, but it, like it, it but. sustains itself. It's sort of a ball that rolls on its own if as long as you're there to, to do it. Yeah. So, like I said, the next step may be government sponsoring, uh, good it's carers. Like a,
0: it's like a snowball rolling down a snow hill, it yes, yeah. it's way
2: up. It picks up, it picks up, and then some people mm. throw some money at it, and some groups will put some money at it. And then some Sponsors. groups will say, we're going to buy that medicine for you because we know you're getting it out to yeah. the animals. Um, that's good. So they don't have to give me money. They can give me medicine. It's the same thing. If you give yeah. me money, say, I'll turn it into medicine. But if you don't want to give people money because you go, oh, you n- never know what's going to happen with that money, just buy the medicine. Yeah. I'm happy. And it all works.
0: John, it has been so amazing Aww. having you on our podcast today.
2: I am. I love this. this I'm yeah. so happy you girls asked me to be on board here with yeah. the best questions. This has been a real treat for me this morning. Yeah. So I want to thank you and thank the listeners for listening to our conversation. Yeah. And I am so proud of you girls for doing what you do uh, in this beautiful school and stepping up to you know out of your comfort zones. Yeah, and, thank you. And yeah. doing this because you know what you're doing is a challenge too, and you're very very good at it.
0: Thank yeah, you. thank your you. wisdom and infectious passion for wombats <laughs> and animals. <Yeah. laughs> Is, gen- ...is generally inspiring and we really learnt a lot.
2: You And are I'm sure ridiculous. our
0: listeners did as well. Yeah. But before you go, we have some c- quick f- fire questions. Oh, yes. One favourite thing to do on a rainy day. What's that? One favourite thing to do on a rainy day.
2: Read a book.
0: Alright. Favourite, favourite movie.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
0: It's a hard one, this one.
2: I'm trying to think of one you'd know. Yes. <laughs> All my movies. Oh, I do love The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah. Alright, favourite food?
2: Uh, uh, Italian. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. What would you say is your weirdest thing you like to do?
2: The weirdest thing I like to do... Oh. Um, I do collect bones, as you know. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I collect skulls. See? I, yeah.
0: I collect, there are heaps of skulls in our farm and I put succulents in them. There you go. Oh. Awesome. Yeah, go. oh, Good idea. I, it's, it's, I have a fox skull and it's really like fresh <laughs> and cute. And I have some canine <coughs> teeth, which I really like. I have I so many. It. I have, I have like, a sheep skull. Yep. I have like two sheep, a fox, a horse, like four. Five cows or well, I don't collect bones. Well,
2: let's not call it weird. I think it's really, yeah, really it's cool. Really yeah. And because yeah. that that is it almost surprises me, but it makes me really happy to yeah. hear this okay. because I tell you what, a lot of people do the same thing. And yeah. I'm in the bush a lot and I will find an old wombat mm-hmm. bones or skulls or kangaroo. I put them in my little carry bag. And when I go to the schools, I give them to the teacher, and he often will give them to the students that he knows. Likes them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And
2: yeah. you study things. You can learn about the teeth and how the jaw yeah, works, I how like, the ribs and the hips are. I
0: pretend yeah. like I have a magnifying glass and I sort of look at it carefully, and it's really cool. Okay.
2: I'm happy to hear that yeah. because, yeah. like I said, I it, I have that stuff to bring to school. I got a whole wombat connected of bones. Oh,
0: really? That's All so cool. You should build it like together and yeah. have it like as a display. I think so.
2: Yeah, I got one about this size, and I got a big one. Oh. And wow. we can almost make a one-bed puzzle out of it.
0: Yeah. That's so cool.
2: But it's not creepy and it's not stinky no, or dirty. No, like it's yeah. so old that it doesn't the bones,
0: matter. Like all the flies and stuff, clean They're them, long gone. So it's like long gone. The older oh my they my are, the like cleaner they are. Yep. One of my oh. favorite things I have is I have deer antlers.
2: Yes. They're that's really cool.
0: cool. They shed them. Yep. So, um, favorite color.
2: Purple. Oh, it's
0: like. Yeah. Favorite <laughs> TV
2: show. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um... SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob does make me laugh.
0: Favorite um wombat fact?
2: Um their bums are like shields.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. They got
2: like a shield on their bum.
0: Yeah. And our signature question. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yay! Yay!
2: Yay! <laughs> yay. If yay, you said no, course.
0: I would have walked out. Like oh. I would have just left. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. It has been a great learning experience for all our listeners and us. Thank you, girls. Thanks so much. Uh, Thank you. Thank you
1: all. Bye-bye. Wow, great interview, guys. I
0: hope you had your comfy clothes on, though. Yeah, that was quite a long episode, but it was worth it. Yeah,
1: that was so interesting and I'm really inspired now. It was also really educational. Uh-huh. Well, we hope you enjoyed this very special interview episode of The, the Bell. Bell!